Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Moselle. This is Sunday, May 29th, 2022, seventh Sunday of Easter. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lecture is Doreen Boken. This radio broadcast is given by Jacqueline Engelbart and Andrew Quinslick in honor of their wedding. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. All and tune your hearts to sing to the morning star of grace from the shifting shadows of the earth we will lift our eyes to him where steady arms of mercy reach to gather children to the seventh Sunday of Easter and before we begin I just want to lift up these people who will be praying for in the prayers of intercession. I want you to know that Shannon and Nick and Sophia Moyne experienced a house fire. Uh, their residents uh, had caught fire in the garage last week and they are asking for our prayers. Um, they are okay. Their dogs uh, were able to get out of the uh, house uninjured thanks to neighbors who acted very quickly. They'll be displaced until October. They'll have to refurbish their entire home. So keep Shannon and Nick and Sophia Moyne in your prayers. We'll also be lifting up Sharon Roller, who uh, suffered a stroke, and she's at St. Luke's, um, making a fabulous recovery, and uh, hopes to be home soon. And therapist says, with the progress that you're making, you should be driving again soon. 
Judy Freeze, just to let you know, Judy is at home now. It's amazing. She says, Pastor, it's a miracle. Thank you for all the wonderful prayers. Uh, she didn't think she would be here today, but she's at home on her deck overlooking her uh, pond, lake, and uh, I plan to go and spend some time with her on that deck later this week. Sandy Jensen, I just want to let you know she's having chronic back pain, and so let's keep Sandy Jensen in our prayers as well. Those are, are there any other prayer requests other than what we see in our bulletin and the ones I've named so far do we need to lift up? We'll keep Laura, your mom, in our prayers. Anyone else? Okay, with that, let us begin our time for worship. Let's just take a few minutes of silence. If you'll turn with me to page 71 in the front of your hymnal, 71. This is Thanksgiving at the font. You'll find it on page 71 in the front of your hymnal. We are going to be using Roman numeral 4. You get to participate with me. You've got a job to do here uh, so that you can follow along. Let us begin. Holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father, we give you thanks for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters and you created the heaven and the earth. By the gift of water you nourish and sustain us and all living things. By the waters of the flood you condemned the wicked and saved those whom you have chosen, Noah and his family. You led Israel by pillar of cloud and fire through the sea out of slavery into the freedom of the promised land. In the waters of the Jordan, your son was baptized by John and anointed by, with the Holy Spirit. By baptism, we are he, his own death, resurrection. Your beloved son has set us free from the bondage of sin and death and has opened up a way to the joy and freedom of everlasting life. He made water a sign of the kingdom and the cleansing of rebirth. In the obedience of his command, he made disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit, so that those who are baptized may be given new life. Wash away the sin of all those who have been cleansed by this water and bring them forth as inheritors into your glorious kingdom. To you be given praise and honor, worship through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. We continue with our gathering song, God is Here, 526, singing stanzas 1, 2, and 3.
service continues on page 184 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We continue with the Kyrie. Every day. 
continue with the canticle of praise and I'll invite the congregation to please rise. invite you to join with me in the prayer of the days. You'll find it printed on your bulletin insert. O oh God, form the minds of your faithful people into your one will. Make us love what you command and desire what you promise, that amid all the changes of this world, our hearts may be fixed where true joy is found. Your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Our first reading is from the book of Acts. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God, who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. 
and he came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the great jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for likes, and rushing in, he fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them, washed their wounds, and then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. The word of the Lord. Please read Psalm 97 responsively. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad. Fire goes before the Lord, burning up enemies on every side. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. Confounded be all who worship carved images and delight in false gods. Bow down before the Lord, all you gods. For you are the Lord most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Light dawns for the righteous and joy for the honest of heart. The second reading is from the book of Revelation, chapter 22. 
See, I am coming soon. My reward is with you to repay according to everyone's work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they will have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let everyone who hears say, come, and let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes take the water out of life as a gift. The one who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all of the saints. Amen. The word of the Lord. Our service continues with the gospel acclamation. You'll find this on page 188. I invite the congregation to please rise. Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the Gospel. This is interesting that this comes near the end of the Gospel of John, and Jesus has been praying, and his prayer now turns to his followers and to you this morning. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me, I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved me, them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, where I am to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundations of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord, risen Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We come to this last Sunday, this seventh Sunday in Easter, and you might want to just take a gaze one more time at the beautiful cross here at Wayne Zion to see the lilies that go up every year and the beautiful white sash 
that has been replaced where the black sash had been on Good Friday. I want to share with you that uh, as I sat with my parents in Sun City, Arizona, there was one particular day when Pastor Louis Lyon made a visit in my home, my folks' home. We were getting near to the end of my dad's life. And one of the things that he and the hospice nurse often talked about was, will I still be here when? When I uh, came down with COVID, I couldn't fly down there and be with my parents on February 6th, so we had to delay the trip to February 28th. And so he would ask Tammy, the hospice nurse, will I be here on February 28th when my son arrives? This particular, and then I, the other thing I need to share with you, Dad shared with me about three weeks before he died, he said, and this is, like, this is a quote, my usefulness is about used up. And I think about dying a lot. So on this particular day, Pastor Louis Lyon comes into my folks' home and we sit around the table and we have conversation and all of a sudden, Pastor Louis sends a zinger. And I wonder, would I do? I haven't done that and maybe I should do that. And the zinger was this. Floyd, do you believe in the gift of eternal life? Do you believe in the gift of eternal life? And my dad took his eyes off Pastor Louis and looked at the ground and Pastor Louis said, will you look at me? And my dad said, it's hard. And I believe my dad gave a very, very truthful answer. It is hard to believe, especially in the presence of doubt and thinking about the end of our life. But that's where faith comes in. So I love this scripture on this seventh Sunday of Easter that Doreen has read for us from the book of Acts. And you would say, the book of Acts, what's that doing in the Old Testament lesson? Why is that our first lesson? Well, we're in the season of Easter. We're anticipating what comes when the tomb was open and Jesus went out and saw his disciples and sent them and go and preach and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and go to the end of, go to the, end of the world and I will be with you to the ends of the age or always, right? That I am with you. That I am with you. So can you imagine... Let's take ourselves back 2,000 years ago. And there's this match that is struck. And a few people see its light and are warmed. And this is in Palestine. And then all of a sudden, that flame grows inside people and reaches more and more and more people. The gospel spreads like fire. Paul and Silas, they were creating a ruckus. They were talking about Jesus Christ, his risen from the dead. And people wanted nothing to do with it. What did they want? They wanted Jesus dead. They wanted this rebel rouser out of the way. And they seal him in a tomb and they put guard on him. And then what happened? And so here they are out there preaching, preaching, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ is alive. 
the Lamb of God. And uh, so they throw Paul and Silas into jail. And they put it, the scripture that Doreen read, they put him in the center of that prison. Not, not on an outside, but right dab in the middle. And besides that, they put shackles on their ankles and on their wrists. And what do they do? But at midnight or in the middle of the night, they begin singing hymns and praying to God. And all the people in the prison are listening to this when all of a sudden there is an earthquake, a shaking like never before, and the foundation of the prison is crumbling. And the doors release, and the shackles surrender and drop to the floor. You ever have those things that happen in your life where you're responsible for something and all hell breaks out? For that jailer, oh my, all those prisoners, he wakes up. Now, did he wake up because he was sleeping close to the prison or away? We, we don't know. But he wakes up and he goes. And what is the, what's the first thing he do? He does. He draws a sword. Paul says, put it away. Not one, not one prisoner has left their captivity. And they have stayed put. The jailer feared being reprimanded for not keeping them in captivity, yet they did not move. God moves in strange ways that we don't always see coming. And so what does the jailer do? He brings them outside of the jail and he asks the question, what must I do to be saved? What must I do? To be saved. Didn't go any further than that. Saved from what? Saved from reprimand? Save his life? For he is ruined now? His occupation? And what's happened? And then he invites Paul and Silas to come in their home. But, but Paul and Silas offer this advice. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is believe. Confirmants. I see some old confirmants here. Not putting you on the spot. But we talked about Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And I know if Paul Behrens is here, there he is. He knows this verse. We are saved by what? Faith. Not by works so that no one may boast. Right? We are saved by faith. By the way, that's Paul Barron's favorite verse. I want you to know. So he invites these prisoners, Paul and Silas, into his home. And what does he begin to do? He does something. He begins to wash their wounds and bandage them and feed them. And then what happens? Then the jailer asks to be baptized. That it's faith. 
It's something that God does. We don't. We don't deserve it. God gives it. And God loves you. God loves you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. And so the jailer is baptized and his whole house is baptized. And I just saw it for this first time as I was sitting up here as Doreen read it. And the whole family rejoiced. Did you see that at the end? At the very, look at the very last sentence. And they rejoiced. Okay, dads, brothers, sons. We rely a lot on grandmothers, mothers, daughters for faith. I'm putting you on the spot, dad. It matters. Faith matters. For the matter of the heart, it is what matters, is the heart. Dads, you need to exhibit that gift of faith. But here's the thing, you're not doing it alone. God is with you. God will give you the strength. Now this is what happens when pastor leaves his notes and gets carried away. So why baptism is important. It's a sign of faith. For the jailer and his family to abide in their baptism. In baptism we see, we touch, we feel God's living water through Christ. We heard in Revelations this morning. We are all made new. We are a new creation. Never the same. We're washed. We're fed. We're healed. We receive God's forgiveness and God's love. To believe is to go and to go out and to serve. When moms and dads bring their children here or when we have adult baptism and a person comes forward, we make some promises. That we will worship and be among God's people. That we will read the scriptures. That we will learn the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. And that we will take care of our neighbor and that we will step out and serve the least, the last, and the lost. So baptism isn't anything that we do, but we are created a new creation through the water and the word. And then God asks something of us to go. To go and baptize and preach in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to the ends of the world and remember, I'm with you to the end of the age until I return in presence. What must we do to be saved? This is what the lawyer said in Luke 10. What must I do to inherit the gift of eternal life? And and Jesus said, well, what's written in the scriptures? Well, you shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, go and do likewise. And you will inherit the gift of eternal life. But then wanting to know who his neighbor is. All he had to do was go and serve and love. How about the rich man? What must I do? To receive the promised gift of eternal life. What does Jesus tell him? Sell everything you got. And serve the poor. Can he do it? No. 
is easier for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle, no, a camel, go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to surrender all his riches for others. Today we prayed, if you look at that prayer of the day, we prayed, make us, O God, love what you command and desire what you promise. All of this amid all the changes that are going on in the world. And do this in our hearts. May we be fixed on true joy that's found in Jesus Christ. As my dad was asked by Pastor Louie at the kitchen table in Sun City, Arizona, do you believe the gift of eternal life? My dad says, it's hard. And I believe he told the truth. It is hard. But God has given us this gift of faith that it was planted in us long ago. And that your, book, that your name is in the book of the Lamb of Life. And the only one who can remove it from the book is you. Believing is faith in action. Hearts filled with joy. But pastor, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe when there's so much doubt. It's hard to believe when we turn on the news and we see the evilness in this world. I say yes. That's why we rely on faith and not fear. Do not fear but have faith to live and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. For we have nothing to fear. Look at our gospel taken from John 17. I want you to turn to your pew Bible. And I want you to open up to six, page 1680. It's the black Bible in front of you. Not everyone has it, but if your neighbor could pick it up, turn to page 1680. 1680. Would somebody do me a favor and read out loud the subtitle that's found on the bottom left-hand side of that page on 680? Somebody brave. Jesus prays for all believers. Jesus prays for all believers. Jesus is praying for you. Jesus prays so that the world may believe that God sent him into the world. And that's what we've been asked to do for 150 years in this humble little place on earth called Wayne Township. To share God's love with all people. The Holy Spirit calls Wayne Zion to tell all people the good news of God through Jesus Christ. And this sharing comes from the Bible, yes, but it is shared through you. I've shared this before. St. Francis of Assisi said, Share the gospel often, but only use words if necessary. Your actions of living out, loving your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your neighbor as yourself is the gospel that you need to be preaching every day. And remember, love yourself. None of us are perfect. But God loves us. And God will not leave us nor forsake us. I believe this day that my, da my dad is in the glorious presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Father and the gift of the Holy Spirit, and not some light years away, and that I will see him again and my sister and all those who've gone before me, Liz's beautiful mother Arlene. And what a glorious time that is going to be where we'll need no light, for there will be no darkness. There will be no more sin and shame and all those things that come along with the human experience here but that we will be in the glorious presence of our Lord. I believe this through the gift of faith 
planted in me by Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. And that's your message. And that's your message. You just call me to come here and say it. And I believe it. But go out there and love people. And let me end with this. Do you believe in the gift of eternal life? For this is the gospel of our Lord. Amen. Let us sing our hymn of the day. This is our opportunity to answer that question, do I believe? I invite the congregation to please rise and turn with me to page 105 for the affirmation of our faith as is found in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, and was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Set free from captivity to sin and death, we pray to God of resurrection for the church, for the people in need, and all of God's creation. Holy God, make your people one as you and your Son are one. Extend the gifts we have been given by your Spirit to all people, especially those experiencing division or questioning your love. God, in your mercy. Holy God, lives were lost, hearts broken, families scattered, another school district and community reeling in shock and horror. And this combined with the recent and growing list of mass shootings is unbearable. We are left with dismay and anger and sadness and despair, grief, fear, emptiness, confusion. How long, O oh Lord, while clinging to the promise of God who is making all things new in Christ, come to your people, God in mercy. Our hope in Christ calls us to advocate for peace, for mercy, for the end of violence, for safety. Hope in Christ calls us to stand with the suffering and the grieving and the hurting, the first responders, the medical teams, the social workers, the teachers, the school board, the families, the surviving children, and the family of the shooter. Our hope in Christ calls us to engage this complex issue in our homes, our communities, and even in our congregations so that we as one in Christ may work together with community leaders towards safety and peace. Guide us, Lord. God, in your mercy. Grant freedom to all who are overwhelmed by chronic illness, depression, or constant worry. We lift before you especially Kalinda, Chase, Candy, Gwen, Nick, Shannon, Sophia. We lift before you Sharon Roller, Laura Schulte, or Schultz, excuse me, and others that we name in our hearts or out loud. Open them to receive your health and healing. We also lift before you Judy Fries and Sandy Jensen. And we seek your salvation in Christ Jesus through the spirit and the gift of faith that you planted in each of us. And we pray for protection of our military, our sons and our daughters, especially Ben, David, Trevor, and Dustin. God, in your mercy, unite us with the saints who have died and have been raised in Christ. Train us to wait with eager longing for Christ to come again, even as we sense his presence with us now. God, in your mercy. Eternal God, without your grace, no promise is sure. Be with Jackie and Andrew this afternoon as they share their marriage vows with one another in the presence of you and the presence of family and friends. And fill them with your love and joy so that they may build a home of peace and welcome. God, in your mercy. Into your mercy, O oh God, respond to these prayers and renew us by your life-giving spirit through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We received this morning's offering, and as we do that, we've changed things up. Kids, if you want to come forward, we have a cup here for you, and you can go around with your cups like we used to do pre-pandemic and uh, go up and down the aisles. And uh, if there's anyone who wants to give a quarter donation to the Austin Strong Foundation for the, uh, the all-inclusive playground, just bring it back up here. Thank you, Pete.
What joy, what joy. Let us continue with the prayer, the offertory prayer. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way, that in all may know your care. And prepare us now for the feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our service continues on page 190. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. I invite the congregation to please rise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, for the glorious resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ, the true Paschal Lamb, who gave himself to take away our sin, who in dying has destroyed death, and in rising has brought us to eternal life. And so with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with the earth and the sea and all the creatures and all the angels and archangels, seraphim and seraphim, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Here we go. he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me.
Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Come to the banquet for all is ready now. I'll let you be seated and our ushers will direct you up. I'll have the host in the middle and then you can go to the outside. We do have hand washing stations up as well. God of abundance, with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world, and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm going to invite uh, Kathy Harms to come forward, and I'm also going to invite Gary Zumba to come forward at this time, and as they do that... I just want to share with you that today's radio broadcast that will be heard on KMCH 94.7 was given by, by Jacqueline Engelbart and Andrew Quintlix, who are going to be married here this afternoon. With that, I will turn it over to Kathy Harms and Gary Zumba for some fun stuff. Video first. Wayne Zion Lutheran Church, often called the Church Amongst the Cornfields, is located in Wayne Township of Jones County in rural Monticello, Iowa. The congregation is celebrating 150 years of growth in faith, worship, and praise. Yet our purpose to serve Christ remains the same. We remain one in Christ yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Sixteen families of the Lutheran faith bonded together on June 1, 1872 to organize Zion Evangelical Lutheran Church, later to become known as Wayne Zion due to its location in Wayne Township. 811 baptized members continue to provide the strong faith basis for the mission of our church, sharing the good news through Jesus Christ that a foundation of Lutheran ministry has prevailed to the present is a tribute to the vision and faith of our ancestors. The first house of worship was a single 28 by 48 structure dedicated in 1873. In 1927, both a new school and parsonage were added. In 1964, ground was broken for the new church, which continues to provide for our congregation today. Long-standing traditions at Wayne Zion reflect service to others through our weekly radio broadcasts, Harvest Festival each year, and Social Concerns Outreach. Over the past 150 years, 12 pastors have provided ministry, guidance, and leadership for the congregation. Many improvements have continued to make Wayne Zion the church community it is today. Pastor Wade Reddy has led our congregation for the past seven years. His genuine ability to relate to both young and old has helped us grow in faith and service. He has promoted the practice of opening a mission investment fund for each baptized child. 
Wayne Zion's ministries have served its members, local communities, and global mission projects, which are rooted and anchored in the Word of God, the sacraments, the cross of Christ, and fellowship with one another. As the next 25 years go by and life at Wayne Zion continues to grow and change, it can be remembered and celebrated that we are always one in Christ, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. To God be all honor and glory. Good morning. Uh, you just uh, saw the video that um, we sent to the Southeastern Iowa Synod. Uh, we had about a two or two and a half to three week window to get that ready as we were planning for um, the rest of our events to celebrate the 150th. And uh, between Liz and Byron and myself, we were able to uh, get that slideshow presented and we just thought it might be a nice introduction uh, to what we're going to be doing here in the next four months. Uh, we are going to celebrate 150 years of growing in faith as those 16 families bonded together so long ago. And uh, whether you are part of a founding family and you've been here for your entire life, you were, whether you were baptized into this congregation, confirmed here, married here, transferred in, or a brand new member, we're going to hopefully celebrate what has happened over the last 25 years as we look back through all the history of our church. And just to know that the next 25 years are going to be for those of you out there in your 20s, 30s, and 40s to uh, carry on the traditions and start new ones for us as we'll look at celebrating, hopefully, 200 years of Wayne Zion. Uh, on the back of your bulletin, uh, and we'll probably have that uh, each week here or often to remind you about what's going to be going on and the highlights of each Sunday, uh, one a month at the end of June, July, August, and September. And then Sunday, that last Sunday in September will be our culminating uh, activity or service with the bishop and then followed after that with a program and dinner over at the Burnley Center in Monticello. And uh, we're looking forward to all of the events at the end of June. Uh, Pastor Gary Hatcher is going to be back and uh, we're hoping to have a, a church full of members and friends, those who know him and would enjoy seeing him again, followed uh, by a potluck. Uh, provided hopefully by those of us here at church. And um, there is a sign up out in the entryway and we hope that you'll help us with that and love to sign up for one or two uh, food items so that we can show uh, all of our guests who are here that day the great cooks of our congregation. Uh, at the end of uh, or during the service or at Next, the last Sunday in June, excuse me, uh, we will begin selling tickets for the dinner uh, that will be in September. So if you're an early bird and like to get your tickets early, uh, we will have those for you. Uh, we will be asking for $10 for an adult and $5 for children uh, 5 through 12. Under 5 will uh, be free. And then uh, we will also have items that Rick Meyer has, uh, as part of our committee, selected for us uh, to sell. So those will be available as well. And then we also have the uh, books uh, that were the memory books. I, 
I forget what was that called. What were those called, Pauline? The Heritage. Thank you. Uh, the Heritage books, and we even have some plates left from the 125th. So if you're interested, uh, those are also going to be available. And I'd like to ask uh, Barb and uh, Bill Cutlet to come Catlett to come up. They have donated their time and their talents and uh, their funding to create this beautiful quilt. I'd like to have them help us show it to you. Pretty amazing, huh? And uh, they are, we're going to have this up for auction. It will be, we will be uh, showing it each Sunday that we have a special event here at church, and then it will be up for auction at the dinner on the 25th of September. So lots of time and effort went into this. It's to it. Uh, this woman's amazing. She can do anything. And uh, Bill is. Uh, he is her yes. Cheerleader. <laughs> He's cheerleader. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a really amazing piece. So. And then along with that, we have, uh, Gary's going to talk to you just a few minutes. Uh, he and his family have uh, created a float, and he's going to tell you a little bit about that at the 4th of July coming up. So, Gary. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, I'll give you a little description of our float to start with, and then I'll, you'll find out where you come in. Uh, we've placed five uh, church pews on a wagon. Uh, each church pew will depict a certain period of time in that 150 years. Uh, the wagon will be pulled by a pickup truck with a flatbed and the, and the lectern the old lectern from the church will be placed on there and then we'll select someone to serve as pastor. So we're going to simulate a church service while we're going through the parade. Uh, Dale and Jeannie Heron are, uh, are going to have some music to go along with that. Uh, where you folks come in, we need some volunteers to uh, dress up and uh, depict those uh, churchgoers in those different periods of time. We have Liz is carrying a sign-up sheet. Uh, the lady from Starlighters has has uh, agreed to uh, uh, help us out with costumes. You may have some costumes. Uh, we need about 20 to 25 people. We'll also have a uh, brochure that uh, some walkers will hand out. Uh, Pastor said it'll be fun. My family have always referred to me as the fun hater, so I'm not sure how this is all going to work out. Uh, but anyway, be sure to sign up, and if you have any questions, why, I'd try to find someone to answer them for you. Uh, anything else I can offer? Uh, if not, be sure to sign up when we, have a, uh, when we have our roster filled, or if it doesn't get filled, I will be visiting with you. Uh, I'm sure there'll be times that, that we will uh, have to go over to Anamosa and uh, be fitted with our costumes. So uh, just stand by for further announcements. Thank you.
Thank you, Kathy and Gary. Uh, for all the committee members, those who serve on the committee, if you're here now, will you please stand? Let us see you. Yeah. Yeah. This group has been putting in a lot of work since uh, early last fall, maybe even before that, and so thank you for all of that. Um, with that, uh, you have your uh, week, uh, what's going on this week in the parish, and you can look at that. Yes? Next Sunday, the Pentecost Oh, yes. Thank you, Barb. Uh, next Sunday, our pyramids go to red. If you want to come and blend in, wear your red next week. Verge was early one week, but that's okay. No. Verge, I like it. He's got the American flag on there. My dad always wore an American flag on his lapel. Let us stand and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Pete, we're just going to sing the uh, first verse of this last hymn, 655. Okay. Let's just start it. <clears throat> Last time we get to do this. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Go in peace. Tell what God has done. Liturgy Copyright 2021 Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license number A-729734. All rights reserved.